Do you let your identity and taste shape your social media? Or does social media shape your identity and taste? Often it's a combination of both. You may know me now from my pink and girly aesthetic, but I didn't develop this aesthetic until I had a pink Christmas post go absolutely viral. From there, I realized that women are often visually drawn to the color pink, so that eventually became part of my brand. Today, I'm speaking with a creator that has a very unique pink brand online, but she doesn't just do it for the gram. She, in fact, perfectly embodies this pink aesthetic online and offline. Hannah Dahl is a creator and business owner who runs two Instagram accounts and a pink photo studio called The Dahl House. We talked to Hannah about how she came up with the idea to build this unique studio, where she gets her inspiration from, and how she has worked with some really cool brands as a micro-influencer. Let's get into it. I realized, like, I love being able to share this with other people and give people, like, creative energy and just inspiration when they do come here. I've heard stories of people saying coming here and creating content here is, like, uplifted my mood so much like I yes. was going through a hard time and this place really brought about like a positive impact on my inspiration and I don't know why but that brings me to tears and I'm like I just want to keep doing this but offering it to a wider audience like how do I do that and it is mm. kind of growing the brand and evolving and I hope products one day will do that but definitely creating other locations in different states and areas would be like a huge goal yeah Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us, Hannah. Of course. I want to start by asking you a little bit about your background because we have already seen the beautiful tour of your studio. And if you haven't seen it, if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure to check out the YouTube video of Hannah's beautiful studio for some context. So uh, how did you get started at first? Did you major in something related to design and what did you do after? So I grew up with my mom being an interior designer and I was always inspired by the world of interior design and aesthetics creating worlds and just a love for interior design I ended up going to college at San Diego State University and I majored in interior design fell in love with it I graduated with a bachelor's degree in it and after college I worked at a design firm for about a year and something in me was really kind of wanting to try something new. I ended up leaving my job, and that's right when the pandemic happened. I thought I was going to be freelancing and kind of starting a whole new career path and trying out different things. And during the pandemic, I felt a little lost. I think I just really wanted to figure out like what my new path was. But the pandemic, it was so hard to get any work. Yeah, I kind of started out doing these little outdoor tea parties and little picnics. And I had so much fun creating little worlds and like custom little themes for these picnics. And I was so in love with just designing and putting up little vignettes. I started to sell vintage home decor. That's when I realized I love everything I'm finding. I want to like keep most of it. 
and kind of try and create my own space and find a place to call my own home and create a custom life-size dollhouse. Mm. And that's when I found this place in LA and I started the dollhouse. So you actually had the idea first before you went to scout for apartments? Yes. Mm. I really wanted to bring a vision to life. I was actually living with my boyfriend in Southern Orange County and I hadn't quite yet figured out pink was the right color and the whole color of the theme. But one day I was painting the walls different colors and I was having like a whole night just like painting one wall green. That wasn't it. And then I painted one wall pink. And for some reason, like my eyes just lit up at the color on the wall. I've never painted and done any design for myself. I was always doing work for clients. But when I did pink, I had this whole like emotional breakthrough moment of like, wow, this color brings me back to my childhood. And all these like youthful, carefree memories came up and of me like decorating my little dollhouses when I was little. I loved to play with like calico critters and Barbie dolls. And pink was just like that color that really just sparked this whole imagination and vision that, okay, I want to find a place to call my own and really bring this vision to life. Mm. So pink is your favorite color. Yes. Pink <laughs> is now like the theme of my whole entire life. Mm. I love to like dress up in pink, match the vibe of my home. It's just such a fun color. I feel like it is just so girly and feminine, kind of as a color of like power for yes. women too. Yes. It's so fun. I actually really love that because when I first found your page, mm. I thought you had decorated this studio so that you can rent it out so that it could be a particular aesthetic for other people. Yeah. But then as I followed you and came here to shoot and spoke to you, I realized <laughs> that you really embody this entire style, oh. that this sort of dollhouse is actually a part of your identity. Is that right? That's so true. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. It's funny because when I first started kind of designing this space, I really thought like this was my dream coming true. I was doing something kind of for myself and yeah. I was creating something that was in my head and that felt so me and every little piece that I was finding or custom making, like I just wanted it to feel like this is who I truly am. This is bringing me back to my childhood like your core self before mm. you grow up and become yeah. this adult. And once I started kind of getting recognition from a lot of followers on Instagram or friends that were photographers or models wanting to shoot here and create here for themselves, I started to rent it out on Peerspace. And just every person that came through, just sharing their stories of how excited they were to be creating in my space, it like opened up this whole world of just or this whole new feeling of wow like I feel like in a way I'm helping other people yeah and it felt so purposeful and just so exciting and thrilling to be able to have other people in my home and have them so happy to be able to create for themselves here yeah well I guess what I really wanted to know was do you think this was always your style but you just kind of have to rediscover it through collecting all of these items mm -hmm. and or was this more shaped because after putting it on social media it got a lot of recognition people really loved it so then you sort of um 
got into this style? That's a former or the latter? That's a great question. I feel like definitely a former. I discovered my personal style when I did move here and I started mm. finding the pieces. I've always kind of dabbled with different styles, different colors, different themes my whole life. I'm a designer, so I love to like go all out on a theme. That's what you do for clients. You kind of design to their liking and their themes. And I've always just had fun dressing up and changing up my style. Yeah. And I never had one specific one, I would say. But when I did have this place as my own, my first place to call my own place, I really was like, okay, this is my opportunity to like be able to express myself through my design. And every piece I was finding, I found it would they would just like appear yeah. magically. Like it was so wild. I would walk into a thrift store and something like Priscilla, my little vintage carousel pony, was in the front of an antique store one day and it just screamed my name. And I was like, this just feels so youthful and energetic and who I am. And once like I started to find the pieces, all the little design elements came into place that really felt like they expressed myself. Mm. And that's kind of when other people started to realize, okay, mm. I feel like she really put her own personal style, yes. her heart and soul into this place. Yes. Mm. that's. I think that's something that's a really great lesson for all people trying to figure out their personal brand. A lot of the times it can be shaped from your childhood or your memories and your preferences. And as you mm. develop that style, you get drawn more to that style and it really starts to mm -hmm. embody you and I think you're the perfect example mm. of that mm -hmm. and even though I think back in the day maybe before social media people would say this is mm -hmm. too much or it's too pink yes but now th <laughs> there is a whole space that people want to have this kind of style people want to create this type of content and I love that social media has given you a, a place to display your personal brand mm -hmm. so unapologetically and all the people who love it can then follow you yeah. and even <laughs> experience a piece of it like I have. I Luckily, know. Tina, you are a great, great guest. Sorry. <laughs> An amazing guest. It's been so cool. She actually, you came um, to me twice before. Yes. You've booked twice here and it was such an honor. And it's so cool having you back here and just creating those relationships with people that you meet through Instagram to real life. Yeah. It's like it's opened up a whole new world of meeting other creatives and artists and models and just it's so cool and I'm so grateful for this opportunity yeah. and it's so cool to find other people that appreciate this style, which I understand it's totally not for everyone and pink is definitely a controversial color at times, but it's so like so eye-opening and just... I'm so grateful for this experience. Mm. I actually found your page on Instagram. It oh. showed up on my Explore page. No way. Yeah, oh. I think it awesome. was one of the shoots with the kitchen. Oh. And I was like, wow, is this some kind of space I can rent? <laughs> and I found the dollhouse, the page, and then found the peer space. And that's how I oh. made the booking. So do you find that most people mm. are finding you through Instagram or are they finding you through peer space? What has been your journey been like on, on like growing on Instagram? Yeah, so it's kind of half and half right now. I feel like people definitely still reach out to me through DMs on Instagram. I did gain kind of a larger following when I was doing my vintage home decor business. I hosted a giveaway mm. with a really cool, unique vintage object. 
that kind of blew up and went viral. It was actually a cloud tissue box. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Very random, but it was a really funky, just unique one-off item. And that's what kind of grew my following on Instagram and attracted a lot of other like artists and people that appreciate vintage and pink and just this whole like dollhouse themed world. And then once I put it on Peer Space, they actually do a lot of marketing for you. Mm. And a lot of people have been finding me through Peer Space and they actually don't know about my Instagram mm. until they come and shoot here. And they're like, oh, do you have an Instagram for the place or a TikTok? Yeah. I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, wow, so cool. Like, it's definitely evolved. Wow, I <laughs> but see. But it's cool. It's a variety right now. Yeah. yeah. So you first started growing your Instagram in what year, roughly? I'd say for the dollhouse Probably since 2020, the, okay. like in the very kind of in the beginning stages of the pandemic, it started out as the name Disco Baby Doll Vintage, which is a mouthful. <laughs> Disco Baby Dolls, like I call her my alter ego. Okay. It's like my fun party name whenever I host parties or just like to have fun. It's called Disco Baby Doll. And that was kind of the vintage home decor business name at first. But then when I started to paint the walls pink and realized I want to find my own place and bring the dollhouse vision to life. I ended up naming it the dollhouse and mm. it embodies me because it has my name in it. And I yeah. thought I have to include that in there. So for some context, the dollhouse is spelled D-A-H-L, which mm -hmm. is your last name, and it has over 60,000 followers. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this is perfect for the Instagram aesthetic. So mm -hmm. I can see how that would naturally <laughs> go viral and, and really blow up, but you really tapped into mm -hmm. everything around this aesthetic. When you're mm -hmm. thinking about that page, it wasn't just showcasing what's inside this house, right? You also post a lot of other pink inspo, yes. uh, Barbie Inspo for the page? Yes, definitely. I love finding inspiration like on Pinterest or other accounts, other designers. Fairly just, I love to like include like nostalgic inspiration to kind of give people somewhat of a sense of where I'm coming from with the space because yeah. not everyone quite understands. And I do come from a background of my mother who I mentioned. My mom, Debbie, did set design back in the 1980s. She specifically did the set design for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm -hmm. And I was always so inspired by those like funky, whimsical, crazy feelings that she invoked in her design on that show. And I kind of wanted to embody a little bit of Pee Wee's Playhouse vibes in here and give it just like a nostalgic whimsical energy. Yeah. And you mentioned that this is always in the works, so it's never really fully complete. Yes. How long <laughs> has it taken you to get to what we saw today? And how far do you think it has to go? So I moved in here last July of 2021, and it's taken me about a year to get to where it is now. I'd probably say I opened the doors like in March, so maybe a tiny bit less than a year actually, mm. but it's definitely always evolving. I have a few other plans to just add some more details, like just some door details, maybe ceiling, new chandeliers. It will always be kind of evolving and I might get inspired one day to change something up or moves things around and kind of readjust. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say about a year to get here. 
Mm-hmm. And I also know that you live here, like this is your personal space <laughs> while you're also renting it out. How do you balance the two where you're here when people are doing shoots, mm-hmm. but also keeping space for your own privacy? Has that been for you in any way? It has been a bit challenging. I do feel in somewhat of a way when I did start renting it out, I was like, I'm born for this. I'm so ready for this. I love keeping things very tidy <laughs> and very like vignette and very organized. I've kind of just always done that and grown up with my mom being super like particular and very organized and everything looks set ready mm-hmm. in your home kind of grew up with that, influenced my whole life. And it started to get a little challenging. It does kind of get to be more challenging when there are, say, like four back-to-back bookings Mm -hmm. in a week or a few more than that. Then it's like, okay, living in your own space and keeping it picture perfect, there's a difference between clean and picture perfect, is a little bit of a challenge. I do love it though because it does keep you very organized and to me that's like a feeling of like I feel like I can take on anything when my home is put together. But I do have another place in Southern Orange County. My boyfriend Mm -hmm. lives in a condo by the beach down there. So I am kind of commuting back and forth. I'd say like LA 60%, Orange County 40%. But it's nice because if um, it allows me to with work, I can go to his place and kind of just like relax and not have to keep everything like picture perfect at all times. Yeah. But I'm definitely more inspired and creative here and love being in LA. One thing that I think is unique about this space is that it doesn't feel like a set. So I've rented a (laughs) lot of these studios and a lot of them just look like a set, even on video or on photo. Mm. Uh, But here it feels like someone lives here. Like if you look at these books, it's a little rough around the edges or like there's a personal touch to the couch and the bedroom and everything. So I think that's what's really unique about it. Maybe it's also partially coming from the your mom's set design background. So you've had a lot of experience looking at that. Yeah. So I did want to point that out because I think that's that's very unique and something that most other bookings don't really have. Well, thank yeah. you. I definitely wanted to include just everything that felt very like me and put my own heart and soul into it and make you feel like you're in your own dollhouse mm. and kind of make it very customized and personal touches everywhere. Yeah. Can you describe your style in a short sentence? Yes. My style would be very shabby chic, floral, feminine, girly meets Barbie. A little edgy, very playful and youthful. Like imagine you're at a tea party and instead of pouring tea, you're pouring champagne. Mm, Yes. That's that's (laughs) a perfect description. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. And your favorite color is? Pink. Obviously. (laughs) So I I actually have this like really weird relationship with pink. This is a bit of a tangent, but. Okay, let's um, hear it. Thanks that pink is my favorite color Mm -hmm. and that I embody like this whole like Asian Barbie girl thing. But actually I, before Instagram, I was like all black, all leather and harnesses and hence the handle name of leather and lace. Oh my gosh. I didn't know this. Yeah. It was actually just when I was creating content on Instagram, Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, why don't I just make like a pink Christmas tree and have like pink flowers around it? 
And for some reason that went totally viral and it grew thousands of followers because of that one post. So from there I was like, okay, clearly the market wants pink. So then I started doing more and more (laughs) pink things. And that also helped me gain more of a female audience. And so that's Mm -hmm. when I realized like, oh, I got to like kind of step into this pink side of me. Yeah. Even though I had rejected pink when I was growing up because I had an (laughs) older brother and I wanted to be like him. I wanted everything more like masculine. And so essentially (laughs) Instagram shaped my identity and my taste over the years. And now this is really my online personal brand. Like everyone knows me as like the pink influencer. That is so cool. I had no idea that that was your story and your history. Which is why your story of how you embody this in every aspect of your life really fascinates me. And I find it very authentic. Although I have found Mm -hmm. um, a part of me that finds pink also authentic where I really do enjoy everything I do and I do Mm -hmm. love the aesthetic I do. But it's like a totally different thing when you like Mm -hmm. live and breathe it. So it's very, very cool. Thank you. So I have seen on your Instagram that you also invite a lot of creator friends, influencers who also have a very similar style, although everyone has their own little unique (laughs) tangent from the style. No one's exactly the same. How did you meet these creator friends and have bring them together? Honestly, through Instagram. I thank Instagram so much like every day for this beautiful community. I think People have seen my photos of like the pink place online and it attracted a lot of other pink lovers. And Mm. I had no idea that this whole community existed literally until I kind of finished the design of this place and started posting a lot of photos of it. And I just had this like abundance of beautiful, beautiful girls that and guys that loved pink and shared the same love for anything in the dollhouse world, like bows, roses, pearls, lace, ruffles. And it's been so, so cool just how this has attracted people that also really love this style and have their own kind of pink style as well. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this interview so far. If you're a visual learner like me, then you'll love watching these episodes on our YouTube channel. In addition to our weekly video podcast with amazing guests, I also post YouTube videos and shorts dissecting the creator economy and sharing social media tips as well as my life as a content creator. Head to the Tina Lee official YouTube channel to watch now and don't forget to subscribe. And they've almost like become your ambassadors. Like they share your (laughs) studio. I love to invite other creators that really like appreciate this style and love to create and take their what would you say like take their own content in here as well it's cool when flair to it yes it's cool when they I love like of course all different styles that come in I can appreciate but there's a little special place in my heart when someone will come in and they dress like a literal like doll like they'll wear like the skirts or the dresses and the pink and the lace and the satin it and they really dress the part and pretend like they're a little doll in the dollhouse I think that that's so cute and It's just so cool how it's brought out this whole community of people. And I feel like when we do have, like, I'll host some parties here sometimes and just content creator days, and it feels like 
it's just like a dream come true in a way. It feels like a Disneyland, like a pink Disneyland yes, for people yes. to come and yeah. experience too. What are these creator events that you've been holding? Is it just inviting all of your friends over to create content together around a certain theme? I haven't quite done them yet, but I am planning on kind of hosting some events based on like holiday decor themes, like Valentine's Day. I had a Valentine's Day party last year. And it was like all pink, the theme. Of course, all the themes are probably going to be pink. (laughs) But different styles. Like I really would love to do like a Y2K day or like a Barbie event, like to launch the premiere of the movie, which would be so fun. But it's really cool. Like I love just being able to like have parties even and just dress up and Mm -hmm. really make this place feel Like it's coming alive and it's being used. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you also rent out your clothing and some jewelry as well. Yes. Was that just because you were naturally collecting these pieces and you realized that there could be a use for it? Definitely. It's funny because I had a group of gals that came and rented the space for a photo shoot a few months ago. And I wasn't renting out any of my personal pieces yet. But I did have my wardrobe rack just kind of cutely like sitting in the hallway showcasing all of my favorite vintage dresses the ones that I put so much time and love into finding I love sourcing for dresses it's like what I do every night before I go to bed I love finding like vintage pieces that really feel like oh my gosh like a princess wore this back in like the 1930s or the 1940s or 50s and I just started collecting all these pieces and jewelry as well and when those girls came over I think there was a group of four or five of them. They looked at my closet and they said, oh, like, do you rent out your costumes? And I just, I like, (laughs) I started to laugh. I was like, oh, wait, they're serious? Yeah. Costumes? This is my, like, everyday wear. (laughs) I didn't say that, but I was like, um, yeah, I do. I do, (laughs) as a matter of fact, rent out my costumes. And I was like, wait, this is like the doll closet in the very beginning stages. I know right now it is just like my personal clothes and uh, I would love to like expand on sizing, of course, and Mm -hmm. just be able to search for like a variety more of dresses and beautiful vintage gowns. But I had no idea like it would attract like people also loving my own personal closet and wanting to feel like they fit the theme of the house with clothes too. Yes, yes. So now it's like a whole goal of mine is like, okay, a doll closet would be so, so cool to open up here one day. Yeah, I think this is really the future of a lot of these studio spaces. They really become more of just a creative space overall, right? You Mm -hmm. don't not only have the beautifully decorated space, but you also have clothing rental, accessory rental. Um, Sometimes maybe other studios have gear or you can hold like creator events and so on. So it's really becoming a whole creative space versus just a studio and that really helps to serve a lot of creators because our needs are no longer just here's a place I bring mm-hmm. my camera and I have to bring everything myself it's more like you come here and everything you can rent everything here it mm-hmm. makes it really easy for creators it's like a space made for creators which is yeah. awesome I love that no so true you need so many different things to be able to use while you're yeah. here So you also mentioned that you have worked with some brands as well. Do you work with brands from your personal page or from the dollhouse page? What kind of experiences have you had? So brands have reached out to me through my personal page. Mm -hmm. I think I've, it's kind of this whole business, the dollhouse has brought about like an awareness of me being 
kind of in a way like, okay, I kind of want to show myself as the doll of the dollhouse. And yes. once brands started reaching out to me to partner with them to create content for their personal pages, that has opened up like so much inspiration to in me. And I'm so, so grateful to be able to work with just other brands and create yeah. for brands that I love to personally wear. Like yes. it's like, oh my goodness, like it, it's a dream come true. Yeah. It's so fun. So on your personal page, you have over 6,000 followers. Is that right? Yeah, I think 8,000 now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hannah has her own Baby. page plus her dollhouse page. So those mm. are two separate pages. And the dollhouse page is to really showcase the interior design, the style, mm. the pink shabby chic style. Mm -hmm. And your personal page is more to showcase your work and mm -hmm. your own style and your life, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, I think mm. that with such a distinct style and personal brand, even though it's under 10K, you can still get such great brands like well-known brand names yeah. to work with you which is incredible it's a blessing it's truly like a dream come true what are some of the brands that you have worked with that you love I am like a Betsy babe for life Betsy Johnson wow. is one of my favorite designers yeah. so earlier this year I actually hosted a Valentine's Day party which I think I brought up earlier mm -hmm. The theme was pink, of course, and I had all my dolls get dressed up, and we came over and had a party. I wore one of my favorite vintage Betsy Johnson dresses with, like, this big pink bow on the back. I, like, love her vintage dresses so much. I have a whole collection in my closet. And I posted a few pictures in that dress after the party, and Betsy actually reached out to me from that photo they saw. They saw, hey, we, like, noticed you. And it was from that photo. Wow. And we started to work together and I create content for them. And it's just been like literally a dream come true. I had no idea that that would happen. That's but she's incredible. like one of my like icons for wow. fashion style. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm, amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think when you can perfectly embody your own style, then these opportunities will just come naturally. Yeah. Because you, it's just perfectly you. And there's great synergy for the brand. It's great because they have a personality who can represent them very well and produce incredible content in this beautiful space. And for you, you get to work with some of your favorite brands as well. <laughs> Is you. that a part of your business that you plan to expand in the future in addition to this studio? I would love to, yes. And I do, I would think it would be kind of cool to like maybe even invite like other models too to come like model with me. I've always thought of like thinking of ways how it could evolve. And I think that would be really cool to like maybe hire like teams of like, okay, hairstylists, makeup artists, yeah. just depending on how it evolves. But that would be really cool to be able to work with like a variety of like other creatives that put everything into the content creation because there is a lot that goes behind it. Yes, It's yes. hard to do it all on your own. Yes, It truly really is. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, do you have a longer-term vision for where the dollhouse is going and the entire doll brand? Because I feel like this is very all-encompassing. You could go in so many different directions. Yes. I mean, it's hard because I definitely think before I go to bed every night, I'm like, okay, I, I love to evolve and I love to really think about the big picture and like years down the line of where do I see myself and my business growing and going into. And I've always really dreamed of making a home line. Mm. 
And everything that goes into a house, sell that. But based on things like products and furniture and wallpaper, all things that represent like a vintage dollhouse and things that have been placed into my own home. And hopefully even like interior design would be a very cool umbrella, like an aspect to offer as well. Interior design services for custom projects, like everything pink, but also I love themes and I love working with other brands and artists. And it's just, it's, there's so many different ideas, but a home line offered with interior design services and maybe even one day like a hotel, like a boutique hotel would be so cool yes. to design with like different themed rooms. Yeah. Have you seen the Trixie Motel? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so cute. It is. I yes. love. I haven't been in person yet, yeah. but it's on my bucket list to go yes, visit. Yes, yes, I immediately thought of that when you said like a boutique hotel. Have you visited um, yet? No, I have not yet. It's pretty new, right? And mm-hmm. it's also pretty expensive per night. Oh. But I would definitely love to visit. They have totally decked out themed rooms. Yes. I can totally imagine you doing that as well, but in, in your own style. Thank you. Um, Thank that's you. very interesting to hear that you have so many different ideas. Do you think you'll also build other mm-hmm. studios, dollhouses, maybe around the U.S. in different cities? Oh, yes. That is definitely a goal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. I, I would love to find unique areas that bring a lot of traction to people but I know it's hard. Like LA is just one space, you yeah. know, and there's people, I've had people fly in from Australia or no, New Zealand, sorry, wow. to come here before, which I thought was like the coolest thing no ever. Way. But I realized like, I love being able to share this with other people and give people like creative energy and just inspiration when they do come here I've heard stories of people saying like coming here and creating content here has like uplifted my mood so much like I was going through a hard time and this place really brought about like a positive impact on my inspiration and like I don't know why but that like brings me to tears and I'm like I just want to keep doing this but offering it to a wider audience like how do I do that and it is Mm -hmm. kind of growing the brand and evolving and I hope products one day will do that but definitely creating other locations in different states and areas would be like a huge goal yeah yeah that's amazing would you say that social media has been a huge facilitator for you to be able to do this and also to really embody this entire style oh my gosh definitely I like thank social media for being able to reach such a wide variety of an audience like every day it's truly a blessing like We grew up in a technology era and it's so cool. Like there's so many like different things that it can offer, but social media is so, so awesome. Like you can connect with so many people through it and just make those genuine connections and customers, clients will find you through it. It's such a great tool to use for marketing. This is why I always keep championing people building a presence on social media Mm -hmm. and also just honing in on their personal brand because not only can you grow your own page and potentially work with brands like you have, Mm -hmm. but also you can build subsidiary businesses. You could have a studio, you could have a home line later down the line, you could have a boutique Mm -hmm. hotel. And some influencers (laughs) have already done that, which is very impressive. So I can see how it becomes an entire lifestyle brand and lifestyle business beyond just a social media account, which is 
the powerful thing about social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Straight up. Where do you source most of your furniture and also your <laughs> costume-like beautiful pieces? Ooh, well, <laughs> I do a lot of online sourcing, let's say that. I've always loved to go on treasure hunts and find things that really just like scream you or remind you of a person or yourself. And I feel like most of the stuff I found was either at thrift stores, antique stores, estate sales, which is a really great place to find things. Mm. But it is hard. You have to really know what you're what you want and what yeah. you're looking for cuz there's so many and you never know what you're going to get. But if you really just like have a vision, you can you'll do the work and do that online work and search for something until you can't stop and you find it. So a lot of online sourcing and I do love to go to like flea markets. Those are so fun to go to. I'm trying to think of stores, antique stores. Maybe there's a few brands that you just love already, mm-hmm. like Selkie, Betsy Johnson. Yeah, and then like for clothes, like I love to so- like shop at like, for instance, like Selkie, like very mm-hmm. princess and whimsical. And yeah. Nostalgic dresses and Betsy Johnson. Just any designer that really like fits the vibe of the home and the theme. It's fun to curate everything that goes into this place. Mm. Mm. And if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing instead, do you think? Ooh, that is a great question. I could see myself still doing interior design, which I do miss, and I would love to continue to offer like these services of creating customized cool projects to other clients. Yeah, I think since I've like discover my own personal style and I've been lucky enough to create my own space and attract other people. I do really wish like for just clients that would love to use my services and I would love to help them create Mm. something that they love and feel the same way. Yeah. It's so fun. And I really do love like that feeling of giving back and helping. So in some way, like I always want to continue to help other people and I'm slowly thinking of ideas and how to continue that process as well. And I think through interior design and offering kind of like events maybe in the future, mm-hmm. I think I could see myself doing like that kind of stuff and yeah. hopefully integrating it into my business one day. Mm. How would you describe yourself? Would you say you are a creator or a designer or what's the title you would prefer to be called? I would say designer. Mm. Yeah. I've been called like content creator, which yeah. I do love to do content. But I love, love, love to be behind the screen, kind of doing the details. It is really hard when you are doing like the content. Say I do have so much fun dressing up and creating content. That is like I'd probably be doing that, honestly, if I wasn't doing this too, which I still do simultaneously. But I love to be able to like make sure the details are perfect. Yeah. It's kind of hard when you're the model or the yes, person in front of the camera. You're like, okay, wait, in that picture, was everything else looking good? Like, oh, that pillow wasn't fixed like yeah. in that shot. I love to like make sure all the details are perfect. I would almost say you're a creative director. I would love to be called that. That is a bit huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah. You, you think about all aspects of it. Including the branding part and the little details, not just designing like one set. Mm -hmm. So it's an all-encompassing brand. So thank you. That's a huge creative director of your own unique brand. Thank you so much. I love that. Thank you. 
Awesome. Would you consider yourself a content creator or influencer? Yes, content creator. Okay. Yes. So then, what is one thing that you wish when you first started to go on this content creation journey?、Mm. Probably showcase more day to day. Ah,、oh, okay. Design style and tips. Okay.、Mm. So sharing more of you and also providing value along the way. Yes, correct. Definitely. And what is the most difficult thing about doing content creation? I'd say making sure all the details of the home are in place, as well as yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. I think being a all-round model and director,、mm-hmm. and being understanding the camera—that's like the difficult, most difficult thing. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is the biggest misconception about content creators? It's an easy job. <laughs> yes. Because it's not <laughs> true.、Mm-hmm. And is there one thing that you would change about the influencer industry?、Mm, the pressure, maybe.、Mm. I feel like there's that like unspoken pressure to always be and、on. kind of on. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no separation between your personal life and、yeah. your online brand. Well said. Yes.、Mm. Sometimes it's hard.、Mm. Mm-hmm. And what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to become a content creator? Go for it, please. It's and a beautiful job, and it's such a blessing. Just、that. put your heart and soul into yourself and your style, and you'll have so much fun with it. You'll meet a community of people that also have the same love for your aesthetics and passion. I love that. That's perfect. And how long do you think you will continue to be a content creator for? Ooh, great question. Honestly, as long as the brand is alive, I think、mm. I love creating content. Yes,、mm-hmm. awesome. And that concludes all of our questions and everything.、Mm. So thank you so much for sitting down with us, showing、mm. us your beautiful space. And I hope more people will be able to check it out on Peer Space and make their booking as well. And rem- be reminded of their childhood and their amazing. Memories and bring happiness to this space.、Aww. Thank you so much, Tina. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it, and I'll see you in the next one.